0: Kevin Gore, welcome to the co-founders. It's good to have you on. Hey, great to be here. Good to see you guys again. You too. Uh, I know I was ahead of you guys, so I think you're going to know me better uh, than I know you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, i forward to our conversation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: because oh. you were one year ahead of me, right? And then two ahead of James, I'm guessing. Yeah,
2: we were never in the same community.
1: Uh, yeah. Were you two years ahead of me, Kevin? Two, because we were not
0: ever in the same.
1: Because oh. you were a humanist already when I became a novice
0: if i directed your chant classes i was two years yep
1: ahead. yep you did you did do that speaking okay. of which do you, have you kept up with chant or uh singing
0: yeah man i'm in the uh i'm in the well i i went to notre dame uh and Congrats. i was in the basilica choir there and wow. then uh i mean i flaked after six months and then <laughs> I, uh, i'm in the like a little scola choir here at the uh at our parish and uh Get to canter at masses and things, maybe like once a month. So yeah, I've kept a That's
1: super cool.
2: Do you yeah. still play the trumpet?
0: But in, like I could, uh, but no. <laughs> no, you were, you I, were really good. Um, I loved it, uh, but I I don't put in the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoyed the performing, but um, but yeah, ever since I've gotten back, I just haven't <laughs> made yeah. the investment. Yeah, life's yeah. moving a little too trumpet at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I hear you, man. Um,
2: okay, so you were two years ahead of us. Um, or two years ahead of Spencer. Yeah. When did you end up leaving the Legion?
0: So I left the Legion in 2017. So about five years. Oh. Coming on six years ago. Yeah. Oh, that five, really six crazy. years. Okay, okay. Yeah, I was in for 14... With the Apostolic School, I was in for 14 straight years.
3: <laughs>
1: wow. Whoa. That's crazy. Yeah. That's... Wow. Wow yeah, yeah so wait sense. what year did you start as an apostolic were you s- 2003
2: yeah. yeah i
0: was a ninth grader
1: ninth grade okay okay In New Hampshire. That's wow really nice. that's crazy
2: because uh, I, I i just know like most of the most of the people that are like from my grade have left like after like five years like that was you know after ike is pretty much everyone left within three years um that's yeah. whenever i guess go. i was uh
0: i was a little slower making up my mind
2: yeah. everyone everyone has their own time yes. and, you know and
0: look i think if i had left any sooner it would have been probably for the wrong reasons okay. um and uh yeah when i left i think people asked me why i left and i realized i just wasn't happy um and i wasn't happy a lot of the time um like i was proud that i was doing god's will but i was convinced it was god's will and then you know being deeply unhappy right before my final vows um I was kind of telling my vocation story to a couple of the general counselors and they both told me like, man, a lot of external signs, but it doesn't really seem like this. And I was like, yeah, so do you want to be a legionary? And I was like, if we're up to me, no, but God wants it. So I got to do it. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think when I left everything had kind of lined up for me to realize like, this is the best case scenario. You know, the constitutions had been reapproved. Uh, the reagan christie statutes had been reapproved. a lot of the enthusiasm was back like pre-founder enthusiasm but it like healthy you know it wasn't like we're the best in the church it was like we're doing great things for christ you know there's a difference yeah um, i was in a really supportive community great superiors at the time um you know i was working in the general directorate crushing my first year of theology like a 9.9 out of 10 you know the italian system wow. uh, so things were going really well and despite all that it's Wasn't I I thought maybe it was the whole issue with the founder that was causing a lot of my whatever, but but yeah, I left it a good time.
1: What was it? Sorry, go
0: go go for it.
1: No, if no 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 no, I love it. And like, what 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 do you think? If it wasn't the founder, uh, was it like the rules or something? Because for me, it was like kind of a lot of the intensity of the rules. But
0: oh yeah, yeah, the rules were definitely intense. But I'm a pretty docile guy. It didn't bother me as much. Sure. what it was for me is I just wanted to be married, man. Um, you know, and I I remember, I think the first like inkling that I didn't want to be a legionary or a priest anyway, um, was uh, I was working in a school up in Michigan, um, which is why I live in Texas now. But I was working up in Michigan, so cold. And <laughs> I, those kids, like I really wanted to take care of those kids and make sure they were growing and happy and there were a lot of kids you know you meet their parents you're like man but at the end of the day you know at four o'clock they go home and i had to accept the fact that i'm just a piece of the school puzzle i'm not really a big part of these kids life at the end of the day um and i wanted to be able to give more and to to be even if i'm able to serve like less people to really pour myself into you know somebody that i know loves me back in the same way um, and yeah, love for Christ and all that. I get it, but I'm, I, 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 experience it through my wife now, uh, and, and, and vice versa. So beautiful. Um, yeah.
2: How long have you yeah. been married?
0: I was married back in September. Oh, so, oh congrats. Yeah. Yeah. It was <laughs> nice. awesome. Nice. How long have y'all been, how young have
1: how long have y'all been together prior?
0: Yeah. Well, let me, let me put it this way. Uh, left Legion 2017. I was a youth minister for a year because that's what you do. Yep. And then, yeah. uh, mean in the meantime, I was studying for business school. Uh, and then I did two years at Notre Dame, graduated in 2020, full pandemic. Uh, and when I drove from, you know, basically Chicago all the way down to Dallas, and with everything I owned in, the, in my little, you know, 2003 Hyundai Elantra. So old, old, <laughs> I looked like a hobo, you know, living out. Of <laughs> just barely made it in the bank in time to get my deposit and then slid into my apartment and got the night there. But that was 2020 pandemic era. Um, and then I met her a week later. So literally wow. I, I see a lot of guys that would leave, especially after a long period of time and gone right for a relationship and you know, that's a choice. It's fine, but um, it has consequences. And so I decided I really want my education, my career to be lined up. And to know what my hobbies are and who my you know who my guys are yeah. before I really went for the the whole marriage um marriage path. And so I'm glad I'm glad I did that. But yeah, it was it was crazy. Twenty twenty May. My career's in line. You know, I've been working with this company for a year. I started as an intern in business school and worked for them through, you know, through the rest of my internship, loved it, great culture. Uh then May twenty twenty. Um, you know, I'm in Dallas, it's where I wanna be. Um and uh you know careers there the degrees there um the hobbies were there and then boom just came out of nowhere yeah that's
1: so cool
0: yeah yeah wow. it was really it was really uh a lot of things lined up i don't i don't you know take credit yeah. for all of it
1: but, that's yeah. beautiful man yeah now uh Video. what what did, what sorry to interrupt uh, what was the what is the company career hobbies what does that look like
0: uh, well, yeah. So, I was talking to some people about this. Like, uh, you know, in the legion, you're trained to be super focused on your mission. And so, it's like priesthood, priesthood, priesthood. But all of a sudden, you're like not priesthood. And so, either you're in kind of this like identity crisis phase, or you're just like marriage, marriage, marriage. And so, like the first woman with the short skirt that kneels in the church in adoration, you're like, that's my wife. You know, it's like. <laughs> I think i you know it it, that's like you know you're calling out a lot of people right now (laughs) (laughs) we're all guilty of it you know it and it's it's yeah It it happens oh it happens yeah oh man
3: yeah i even had a yeah i even had
0: a consecrated reach out to me as she was leaving Saying that we should get married, and we'd only said hello twice. Like, ever. Uh,
2: that's pretty quick. <laughs> <So, cool. laughs> yeah. Hey, if you I want to blast it. her name out there, just put it out. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh,
3: <laughs> oh man! No, 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 yeah, no. Yeah, but no, I,
0: no. I've done. I've written a consecrated before, so it's like you know, yeah. it's it, it's like you get out and you're like, you've had this mission for so long, and all of a sudden it's been replaced, and so you want to you want to do it, right? You want to execute. Yeah. Sure. Um, but yeah, I I saw, um, you know that, you know, I was coming out with a bachelor's degree. Uh, no, no, excuse me. I had an associate's degree, uh ballot in the state of Connecticut. Um, but I had 260 credits. So it was kind of like, how, 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 how does that do you, work? Yeah. I only did the two-year philosophy program in Rome. Um, so with, you know, novitiate, four, two years of humanities, two years in Rome, and a year of theology in Rome, seven years of schooling, university level, no relevant degree. But... Um, So knowing that, I was like, okay, i got to start a career, but I can't do it with an associate's degree, at least not something, you know, satisfying. Um, And I I wanted to do something where I could still be of service, but actually be of service, you know, like, um, you know, I love Mission Youth. I run Mission Youth in Dallas, so I'm not knocking Mission Youth, but Mission Youth is really focused on the experience of the missionaries, not so much the long-lasting, world-changing impact, right? Um, and that's a very general statement And there's different, costs, whatever, but you understand me. Sure. Uh, so I really wanted to do something that would be, you know, impactful. And, I, and, and to do that, I knew I needed to be in a position where, um, of influence. Right. And, and my path was business. So, uh, <laughs> I got home, uh, my parents, uh, put me up for a year. Uh, uh, the condition was I had to work, right. I had to have a job to live at home for a year. Um, so I appreciate that with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, work for a year. And I thought business is the way to go. I got to get into Stanford or Harvard or Wharton. Uh, those were my three, you know, because they're in the top seven business schools. And it's like, I got to infiltrate because I'm a missionary. And, you know, I've got to get in there. So um, three days after I got back to the, the States, I spent like 10% of my stipend on study materials for, uh, you know, 10% of my walkaway pay, let's say from the Legion, on like study materials for uh, the GMAT the entrance exam for business school um and uh um yeah started grinding on that got a great score i'm just good under pressure that's really all that comes down to but uh, yeah i started writing schools never heard back from wharton stanford or harvard but uh notre dame sent me something in the mail and when i went to notre dame um uh, you know they got they got the football thing going on um and they've got a, a really solid campus um, but what impressed me was I went to just a daily mass, like 12 o'clock mass, 12 o'clock mass. And, um, it was a very well celebrated mass, like very traditional, but also there were two priests hearing confession, the entire mass. And then there was just a line of young students going out the door. And I was like,
2: I, I had to recognize
0: that, like, I needed that because, um, you know, I think, I think you leave such a highly regulated environment, like lots of rules, and then you're just turned loose, yeah. you know, and you no real habits uh like you you've lived a life of virtue but you haven't I, I don't think you can fully take credit for virtuous acts if the conditions are um so let's say uh concocted right like you, you have so much external support so all of a sudden you're a fish in the ocean and you're like okay there are some you know reefs. i just can't chill in right so So yeah, that was uh, business, business school. Notre Dame was a great choice. Uh, Got a master's in business administration. Great. And uh, Yeah, yeah. So now I'm working for a company called SLK1. Uh, It's a small consulting firm. And uh, we just go business to business. And, uh, you know, uh, the typical type project is we go in, uh, we do a full assessment of like their leadership and how they run their operations and their finances and their IT platform and, and all those things. And then we say, "All right, you guys. Uh, if you do this, this, and this, you're gonna grow two x, you know. And so, then, uh, but we can we can help you with these two. Not, not this one. You might want to call somebody else. Uh, and then we get in there. We like get our hands dirty and fix, uh, you know, what they got going on. So it's a great way to help people. I'm learning mm-hmm. a lot, and I want to take that eventually and bring it to the nonprofit world. But for now, I'm learning. Yeah, you know, that's, that's so, so
1: that's a really cool goal. Um, bringing it to a nonprofit event. Do you have any specific companies nonprofit you'd you'd want to work
0: with or uh, Why, yeah, actually, like yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, you know, I, it's exhausting. Have you tried to start a business? I mean, you run a podcast. Okay. So, you know, yeah. it's a lot of work. It's, yeah. it's, it's a lot of work. Uh, anything that you want to start, it's just that much more effort. So I haven't really found an organization that I feel like I, I want to be a part of except for one. And that is, um, a program at Notre Dame called, uh, I think it's called the Meyer Frontlines program or it's business on the front lines. Anyway, the goal is, we're going to go to a post-conflict country and analyze it from a business perspective and see how we can rebuild that group with whatever issue they're facing. Uh, so like a medical missions, but with business. And That's economy. so cool. I love that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I got to, I got to participate in that. We spent so much time like a full semester just studying. Uh, my, my task was Honduras. Um, we had like a team go to Romania to understand, Sex trafficking in Romania, and you know how the money flows, so that we can find where to break that chain and, and, and uh, economically, right? Yeah. Or an, another team went to Colombia, and they were seeing how they could undercut uh, drug trafficking in Colombia, where wow. they could, and it, and you know, um, from a business perspective, because there is a lot of money involved, and in how can we break those chains? Uh, so mine was uh, Honduras, and working with a company called food for the Poor. And they come to us and they said, "We're really good at providing food and clothing and medicine and housing for these people. We can help them survive, but we don't know how to help them thrive." And so our job was to go in, get to know them, understand what their skills were, what their interests were, and propose a bunch of businesses that they could start as a community to help them lift themselves out of poverty, uh, which was really cool, you know. And you know, we, we were looking at like, okay, they make a grand a year. As a community, USD, and they need to make a million as a community to get out of that situation of poverty. And so, uh, you know, in, even the things they were doing, they were losing money. And we were like, "Well, we could just modify those skills, and then now they're pulling in hundreds of thousands of dollars." So, yeah, really cool, really cool organization, really cool project. Um, something I might be interested in. Yeah, it's awesome, man. Yeah. I see Jacob just popped in here. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, he he's, he has children and a family um, and Spencer and so I are, are, are both bachelors. Uh, living yeah. up. So we, we always have time <laughs> 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 and we never have, a, we never have commitments or obligations or anything. So we don't, we can't really relate. We don't know what it's like. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if this is new to me, you know, I have kids yet. So, uh, oh, oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, Maybe, you know, um, yeah. uh, but oh, hey, no
0: oh, oh. we talked about career. I basically yeah. help companies for a living, take stress out of people's day. It's great. Uh, education was the NBA. Hobbies. Uh, I took, well, there's the singing that's going on. I took a boxing when I was at Notre Dame. Nice. Um, and man, I love it. It's so fun. Uh, so, uh, yeah. But other than that, it's just like trying to find a house and, you know, pay bills and whatnot so yeah you're in you're in dallas you said in dallas texas yeah
2: isn't isn't the isn't it really expensive
0: there to find like a like
2: a like housing so
0: so okay first of all standard of living right like the cost of living is basically like four cents over the national average so okay uh, and there's no state income tax so deal with that there is that's but uh, yeah, the housing market is terrible right now because it has a very similar climate. Dallas specifically has a very similar cl- climate to like San Diego, you know, Southern yeah. California, yeah. and a lot of Californians are coming over, you know, selling their house, paying in cash, way over value, yeah, having enough left over for a Lamborghini and two hundred thousand in the bank, and getting yeah. more house than they had before. So it's it's a tough time. Yeah. Real estate.
2: yeah, yeah. I've heard I've heard from friends in Austin and Dallas that they're like. We were thinking about buying a house, and now we're just we're flooded with Californians who have too much money, and we can't keep we can't. You put in an offer, and they put in fifty thousand more in cash, and it's like what in cash, and they close the day after. It's it's yeah, rough. yeah. Hey, good luck though. I believe in you.
0: Um, you know, it's gonna it'll settle down.
2: It'll yeah, it'll settle down. It'll you'll 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 in the right time you'll get it. Um, yeah. That's but um, did you ever think in the Legion that? One day you would have to worry about, you know, the vicissitudes of life, and you know, finding a career, finding a person to to be with, and you know. And, and uh, you to, uh, did I
0: think that was a possibility? I'll tell you what. Like I was okay, okay. I was talking to a lady. Uh, my wife's brother just headed off to seminary in Spain. Uh, great guy, his name is Esteban. Esteban headed off to seminary, and I'm sitting across from this lady. And she's telling me, uh, she says, oh, yeah, we got to pray for him so much. It's so hard. And I was like, no, it's not. And she (laughs) said, yes, it's very hard. And I said, no, I've lived it for literally 11 years. (laughs) It is the simplest form of existence. Like, you don't have to worry about, uh, you know, yeah, you work hard. But, you know, you miss a deadline or you, you know, are lazy one day. It's not the end of the world. Like, nothing (laughs) very little consequences, right? You're kind of like a, you're almost like a luxury good, you know? Like if you don't have it, you kind of miss it, but it's like, my <laughs> life goes on. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but, nah, no, I can't, I can't, if I miss a paycheck, I have to think about, you know, moving money around to make rent, you know? It's like, yeah, it's it's a whole, it, I, and I also, I think with the way people spend nowadays and like if a quarter of your money is going to pay off debt, like credit card interest and, and, and whatnot. Man, uh, you know, the number of people rocking like walking around with a Rocky and Bullwinkle like cloud over their head, just the financial stress. Um, so, hello, <laughs> I mean, it's not great, yeah. It's life, that's life, and you know, we have to think about oh, I broke a window, all right, brother. Your penance is to pray through <laughs> your <Yeah. laughs> yeah. It's easy, bro. It's easy. We'll get a benefactor I mean,
1: yeah. to cover this, so it's no problem,
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the I, yeah, we went through hard times, and you know, it was it was so cold in Cheshire. Yeah, like yeah, the windows, they Invisible. got the windows but yeah, they were like, uh, it, it wasn't, it wasn't like we were trying to be heroic and whatever. We just didn't. We were just broke at the time, so yeah. we could only afford two hours of eating. I mean, that's that's really what it was. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, people talk about how hard it is inside being a priest, but it's really it's the same. Yeah. If you're whatever you're called, like it's it's what you can handle
1: well is is is, uh your wife's brother trying to be a legionary or um... no he's
0: with the neocatechumenal way so um, different movement actually it's really interesting um you know i have experience with you know movements because of my experience in the legion she grew up in one and and so when i told her i was a seminarian normally with catholic girls that works pretty well yeah, uh, but for her, it was a red flag. <laughs> 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 yeah. but it's true. You you leave a very structured environment and you're a loose cannon for a while until you figure out who you are. Yeah, it's true. Uh, yeah. Everybody has their path and, you know, it's some people go way off the deep end and stay there, you know, and other people, um, you know, other people kind of um, I'm going to call them bubbles, not not a bad thing, but they'll go from like the Legion bubble to a very traditional bubble. And, and so they, you know, they to kind of miss that uh, let's say dip but yeah uh, I think I think uh, I, when I came out uh, I my friends were like the cathedral youth group or like the young adult group and then I I was a, a seminary like i not a seminary I was a, um, a youth minister so like all my co-workers were Catholic the kids I was working with with Catholic The young adult group was Catholic and I thought oh my gosh I could not imagine meeting someone that's not Catholic like, what would I, would I, how would I, how would I, even talk?
2: Like, yeah. How would I relate?
0: Like what, Yeah, like, well, there's nothing, there's nothing, it's I mean, a non-starter. Yeah. yeah. So one thing I really appreciate about Notre Dame was they focus on values over labels. And so like, okay, I can connect with this guy because he's generous and he cares about other people genuinely, even though he's a self-branded agnostic or like a, you know, Buddhist or whatever. So uh, that, that helped me kind of uh, see the person more than the, you know, the
1: that's really cool. Yeah, it's good to find like, new ways to interact with people who are different. That's, that's really cool.
0: It's important. Yeah, it's like the tolerance. country Right now.
2: Yeah,
1: true. Yeah. That's really true.
2: Um, so, so you left in 2017. Yeah, you joined in 2003. Yeah. Um, that's a significant amount of time. Did you ever when you left? Did you ever consider any other seminaries? Or were you like, no. just the no, life no, no, general?
0: Well, yeah, no, it, I think, um, I think my discernment in the Legion was a discernment out of priesthood, right? Like okay. I, yeah. And part of that was, um, just cause I always wanted to be married, but I, I branded it as a temptation. I thought it was like, you know, um, a bad thing, a bad thing. Yeah. But yeah. my discernment. Okay. So I was getting ready for my final vows and <laughs> it was april fool's day okay my first <laughs> yeah 14 years right i'm thinking oh, I'm I'm amazing. april 1st i had this meeting with like you know the vicar general so the number two they just started this thing in the legion in 2017 where you want to do your final vows okay uh the council has to accept you the general counsel but they didn't want it to be just like reports from your two prior superiors because what if They had issues Uh and you didn't, you know, and then they're going to deny you just because of what they said. So they had every applicant for, um, you know, final vows meet with two of the general counselors so that they can go back. And so you had a chance to say whatever you need to say. And, you know, I had that blood with this superior, whatever. Um, So I was like, okay. And I I told him my whole vocation story. It's I'm with the vicar general, April 1st. And he looks at me and he's like, you fool. No, not, not your fool. But like, he was like, if, you know, from our side, no red flags, but if I were you, I would take a second look because it doesn't sound like you have a vocation. And I was like, okay, but it was, it was, it was father, I can't remember his name, but he's, he's really political. And he always says like very ambiguous things just to stir up yeah, people. So I was like, yeah, he's just trying to make sure that it, whatever. Two days later, I had another interview with a different counselor. And this was the one who was in charge of all the personnel assignments in the Legion. Mm-hmm. So if anybody knows the need for more priests, it's going to be this guy. Because mm-hmm. uh, he's got territorial directors on the phone every other day saying, I need three more priests, where are my priests and so he was under a tremendous amount of pressure to push people along. And uh, he said the same thing. He was like, you, Wow, you, I, don't, I don't think you're, it doesn't sound to me like you have a vocation based on what you said. I don't know you, but it doesn't sound like it. And I, I was like, wow, this is the second time I'm hearing this. I don't even know. I don't know uh, how to take I mean, I've been in this for 14 years. And he said, "He said, what, what I haven't heard from you? Like I've heard that you want to be generous, and I heard that you love the priesthood, and I heard that you love the Legion, but I haven't heard you say that you're happy. And wow. are, are you ha- are you are you happy?'" And I was like, "Well, I don't. I I I I've never asked myself that question. That's not what it's about. It's about being generous, right? Like this is a desert, and you're dragging your feet through the sand as a priest until you get to heaven, and God rewards you, right? You're a pawn on a chessboard. You're probably going to get knocked off." but you won the war, right? Like you're, and he's like, no, that's not it. You know, that is. <laughs> and I had never been, I had never had anyone tell me that before. Mm-hmm. So that was like April 3rd or whatever. On April 10th, Holy Week starts. You we have a three-day discernment course with this Jesuit who comes in. He's the guy in the Spanish-speaking world that if a priest goes into crisis, they send him to this guy. And he helps him sort it out. He's an expert on vocational discernment. And he was saying the same thing. He's like, if you're not happy, it's not going to last. Nothing violent can last. So I'm hearing it from this guy. I'm hearing it from those guys. My superiors were 100%. My direct superiors were 100% behind me. And, uh, uh, yeah, so I uh, by April 14th, uh, which was uh, Easter, like Holy Saturday, right before the Mass, that's when I finally knew. like I was called to be, to be married, not to be... Uh, Priest, so super happy, incredible. I stayed on for another four months because that's when my vows expired anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I did that month long spiritual exercises, um, which is when I had to really confront the fact that I have ADHD. Oh my gosh, 30 days in silence, like trapped in my brain, guys, it was <laughs> a madhouse. Yeah, uh, just just like especially a <laughs> oh, oh, and like, sounds wonderful. All the YouTube videos I've ever seen were like running through my head, and <laughs> I had a three-day distraction that I stopped a terrorist attack at the airport. Like, I, it was it was so Love wild. Those. Love those. <laughs> Not only that, the the you know we were doing it at I I I don't know what they call it now, but it was the Center of Higher Studies, the big house in Rome, and it's on like an airplane route, so I see these planes passing <laughs> over it, like regular intervals. And I'm like almost out of here, almost out of here.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, I'm happy I stayed. I think I. I made the right choice um and i, I was around I, I think one of the major reasons for staying was uh, that that last four months was i'm gonna finish what i started you know i, I started the year of theology i'm gonna finish it glad i did um because those were credits man that, that helped me a lot and then i decided i was gonna um really take the time where i have no issues or concerns about money or friends or anything don't have to plan my weekends, cook my meals, do my laundry. It's a good life, anyway. Uh, so I was, I said, I got four months to really just deep dive and figure out what I want to do with my life, and that was that was great. That was really great.
1: That's so yeah. You're asking a different question there, like how can I, yeah, be generous and do all these things, but also be happy at the same time. Like how can these things connect? I guess. Yeah, that's, and it, that's different.
0: Like, like I thought of it like an arc, and I was thinking about everything that I did in the Legion as like a big box. And if it was positive, it went above the arc. If it was negative and I didn't like it, it went below the arc. And then I was like, okay, what what made this nice, like what made this thing great, this work? And what did I not like about it? And then the bad things, what made this so bad? And what did I actually, like, what were the things I did like? And then I started connecting the dots and it helped me realize, I want a job where I can be face-to-face with people, uh, where I learn every day, where I work with a team, uh, where I feel challenged and not something where I'm by myself doing repetitive things um over and over again and ultimately uh you know just reflecting on those experiences helped me choose my my career right uh and it checks off all those boxes and has really helped me you know uh flourish career-wise i love what i do and i'm really glad
3: yeah, that.
0: yeah. yeah
2: that's, that's beautiful good.
1: man that's really yeah. cool
0: because you, you could have suppressed all those
2: feelings and those thoughts and been like no i'll keep going i'll keep going this is what i'm supposed to do and you'd be
0: probably miserable today but you know you'd oh no be yeah Oh man, and um, not only like seminarians but I see a lot of married people that it's like what are you doing, you know? Yeah. You know, I you should have never not a million years married that person. And now yeah. now you're all resentful and whatever. Like I see a bunch of kids like the the secular view is like starting in middle school, you got to be on like the academic team and you know, have all these extracurriculars and then high school gets even more busy and then you get just to get to a a college that's a little too challenging for you to get to a job that you can't really handle. And then finally you end up burnt out at 32 wondering where your life went, right? Mm -hmm. Um, That's the system, right? I think the Catholic system is for women specifically. It's like, okay, learn to cook clean, you know, get married as young as possible, have a ton of kids. And a lot of girls do it, right? Like I'd say like two thirds of people don't even think about where they're headed. They just go. And then they wake up, at 35 with six kids and a lot of regret. And it's, I wish I had really thought through where my life was heading. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, I'm glad I had that time and particularly business school. It was two years of, again, very few responsibilities, but a lot of exposure to professionals and different career like types of work and, and branches of study. And I was able to say, yeah, this is definitely what I wanna do. So yeah, now- dating seminary it's worth taking the time i agree man and
1: would you say now that you are like catholic in like a non-traditional like sense then or do you feel differently or
0: yeah so um i think i've come to a point where uh well first of all okay i'm catholic you can't doubt that um sure and it's an important part of my identity and i have made some serious life choices because of that so uh catholic marriage you know i'm um I am, um, a member of our parish council. Okay. Um, and I run a nonprofit for the home in Dallas with mission youth. So I'm still very involved with the legionaries. I had three legionaries at my wedding. Like I'm, I'm very, I'm still very Catholic. Yeah. Uh, but I think I've learned to put in perspective, a lot of the American elements of Catholicism that aren't essential to Catholicism. We have a lot of rules and a lot of like you musts that just aren't, uh, they aren't central to, you know, what we believe as a church. Um, and uh, so, for example, uh, the traditional Latin mass, right? I can appreciate it. Like I understand Latin. I still have a Latin Bible my Latin's awesome, yes. but I, I don't like Latin mass, man. And that's, yeah, yeah. it's not that I think no one should have Latin mass, um, but it's just not the way God speaks to me. Right. Um, I think it would be wrong for me to say no one should have Latin mass. Just as I think it's wrong for people who go to Latin mass to say no one should go to a vernacular mass or like a charismatic mass or whatever. It's like, bro, it's not about how you celebrate it or how it's about what's being celebrated. And I think we lose sight of that very easily. So no, I wouldn't say I'm a traditional Catholic in the sense of like all the rules and regulations. Um, uh, And that's actually one thing that I really admired about my life is that, you know, I've dated a bunch of Catholic girls that on the outside appear to be super Catholic, but in private, they were little monsters. Like, this is not, like, this is a commandment, man. Like, this is not, <laughs> you are not Catholic. You gotta, you gotta admit you're not. even though you, you have all the appearances and you wear the veil, it doesn't make you Catholic. What makes you Catholic is uh, the creed. Right. And, and, you know, if religion becomes something where you're checking off a list, I mean, that's the introduction to Christianity by Ratzinger, right? He's, he says, you know, Catholicism is not a moral code. it's an encounter with a person and the person of Jesus Christ. And so if my religion, if my Catholicism is helping me love others and love God, I'm good. That's, yeah. all, that's It's so simple, man. Um, but if my religion is, you know, leading me to isolate people and look down on people and think, think of myself as superior to people um i'm missing i think i'm missing the point right
1: yeah Yeah. it's so interesting you just made me think of the legion in the sense that it was like really focused on encountering christ and it was all about that in some ways but then it was also the checklist like i still remember like the conscience exam like did i wake up quickly (laughs) did i it was like checking boxes and also It was Literally. interesting how they blended the two extremes of like,
0: yeah. it's all about yeah. Jesus.
1: And it's like, it's all about rules. <laughs> yeah. What is it?
0: <laughs> Which I really loved about the renewal, right? Because the constitutions back in the day were like 800 numbers. Yeah. And then they <laughs> we went through the reform and it was like 120 or something. I didn't honestly, I didn't really memorize new ones. I'm sorry. Um, no it's okay Don't the worry. whole point of the renewal was like it's not about the rules it's about the principles, yeah. and the yeah. principles. Mm-hmm. i see it all the time in in you know churches movements uh even like uh you know i i admire a lot of what protestant churches do i think they do um let's say the human side of religion very well because you know you look at their facilities and the way they engage people and their ability to communicate and it's amazing like they do a lot better at many things than than catholic churches do so kudos to them but uh you know i could pick out like okay you go to that church and i can tell because you part your hair like this and you took your shirt in that way and you know you you look like you have a stick up your butt like i can tell you know what what group you feel like you pertain to based on just like you could pick out a legionary in a crowd um and that's like an overemphasis on rules and so you see i see how those rules can be can really hurt people uh because uh you know the beauty of a spiritual principle uh, is that, well, let's say the, the the good side of a spiritual principle is that it gives you the freedom to choose that beautiful, uh, you know, value in life. Right. The risk is that you could go way off the deep end in in the spirit of right. Uh, so there's there's much more risk, right? Whereas a rule that's yeah, restrictive it restricts the the possible downsides, but it also restricts the merit. And i th- and there are situations where the rules just don't apply and if you lose sight of the goal for the rule um then you're, you're hurting people that's how that's how i see it that makes sense I'll you, man i'll give an example there's there's a movement that i've been exposed to um that claims that you can only marry somebody from that movement right that's the rule and that's what everybody says and i'm like what because yeah i get the point the point is you want to marry a spouse who's going to support you in your values right that's important but not everybody in your movement is going to support your values and not everybody outside of your movement won't support your values so i I see where the rule came from but now it's become such a rule that the actual point isn't communicated anymore Um, and no matter what type of organization you're in when you switch from culture to rules uh, you're headed towards a toxic and and um, self-destructive culture. Yeah, I see a lot of businesses like that. By the way, interesting. Just- oh yeah. Mm. I mean, even a marriage. If you're, if all it is is like, I have to bring her flowers every week, or she's going to be angry. It's like that's not a healthy marriage, man. You know? <laughs> Great, give her flowers, but the point is to be spontaneous and surprise her, and be romantic and thoughtful, right? That's the point. And if it becomes I got to do check, 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 then, you know, it's the same as those conscious exams in the apostolic school. I not even remember as an apostolic, I'm a docile guy, I'll do it. And I was reading through, I'm like, I don't even have this issue. Why am I, you know, why am I checking this off every single night? Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, And at the end of the month, you'd be like, I guess I did it well this whole month, and then you just go to the next card and you just fill it out, Check, check, check. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was, yeah, like it was- homework
0: i was doing that since i was in acyd at 11 That's years so old i had like a car with a checklist yeah Man. i
2: think like it's
1: i'm really enjoying your take on the goals and values i've been thinking about this a lot in my personal life of like getting away from caring so much about the outcome of things like if i want to be a writer um getting but get like detaching from the end goal and just saying well the value i want to espouse is authenticity and expressing myself so how can i do that today and not give a shit how this ends up way down the line you know so i i'm really digging what you're saying here with that the rules Actually, being that, less yeah. important
0: that was kind of the opposite of what i was saying but oh but, shit. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, like, <no>. i completely <laughs> missed the mark i'm so glad i'm so glad you didn't cur- courteously like agree with me thank you no no, no, no. <laughs> There, there's a it's related. It's related. So like the Dead. I'm gonna okay. go now. So okay. So let's say okay, Spencer, you, you added another another level, right? So there's yeah. identity, value, and rule. If your rule was I'm gonna write a paragraph every day and you do it, you might never become a writer. Yeah. Right? Because you're just fulfilling a rule if you've lost the sight of why. If your value is I wanna be I want to become a good writer. That's important to you. Okay, great. Stay focused on that. The rules are to serve that end goal, right? But identity. I want to be an authentic, creative, expressive person. I want to. I want to spread, you know, the truth of things, and I want to learn from others. Okay, maybe it's writing today. Maybe in twenty years, you become a journalist and you're in war-torn Ukraine because that's probably still going to be going on. Yeah. You know, people what's happening and raising awareness. That's just as authentic as writing, right? And and might still respond to who you are as a person. So so yeah, you added the identity cap. I wasn't even. <laughs> yeah. I, love I, I love it. That was like, it. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to do this in post because it doesn't,
2: <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> <it's> confusing me. <laughs> 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 um, well I was I was just in Cheshire a week ago, last Friday, um and and I was I was really impressed with how little they cared about those external markers instead of just being like no we're we're trying to be holy and we're trying to be you know catholic seminarians like and and there were only seven novices which is not we none of us can relate to that we like that's that's no mind blowing that the whole community the whole Cheshire community is like maybe 80 total um Mm -hmm. Uh, and a lot of internationals, I'm guessing, and it's all because there's only one humanity. Yeah. it's all yeah, yeah. Cheshire, so everyone in the Legion is goes through Cheshire. Um, mm. And I, I was just like, well, you know, the, the nov- some of the two of the novices showed me around uh, to see what changed. Um, and the, the only thing that really changed was like the RC room uh, and, the windows, but yeah, and the windows. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was no there was no draft, which was nice. But this winter, <laughs> this winter has been easy. Uh, they don't even understand what it's like to be cold um yeah it's been below freezing maybe twice this year this it's it's awful i hate this winter um but (laughs) i I, they were they were like just they were happy (laughs) they were like just doing their thing and i'm like oh man like they were asking me how what was it like when there were so many people here like it must have been awesome i'm like yeah it was okay but it was a way different culture like it wasn't it wasn't the same kind of like it's not healthy it wasn't
0: healthy now oh man we had we had a purge in rome i don't know if you heard about this but really Oh man, the news of the founder broke. We started the year with 500 brothers. Okay, so that, well, okay. So this is like 2012, Th- oh, okay. 2010, the news broke, right? Is that 2009, right? 2009, 2009, Nine. Right? 2009, February, somewhere. Oh yeah, you're right, okay. So 2009 the news broke and I got to Rome in 2010. And okay. we had heard so many things about Rome. And yeah, when we first got there, I was like, oh my gosh. We have our own, we have like two almost semi Olympic pools. They were like one meter shorter than 25 because if it was 25, it'd have to be a public pool. So, anyway, two 24 oh, meter okay. pools. Clever.
2: Yeah. uh We yeah, like, yeah.
0: were up on a hill. We had like all these buildings. We had our own like beautiful chapel. We had our own gas station. We had our own street cleaner. Like it was like its own. They call it the priest city, right? Like it was. Bro, we had a gas station. Anyway, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, they shut it That's down. It was, it was, it was, it I broke.
2: guess it but makes sense, anyway, but.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, we have the all those buses. Yeah, it was big. It was a big thing. I mean, there were, were five hundred brothers at the house at the time, but there was a group um, of brothers. Uh, you know, I was rose-colored glasses, so excited to be in Rome, and twenty-one years old. Um, and uh, the, you know, there was a group of brothers that, when the news broke, they didn't hear it from their superiors; they heard it from the paper, right? So, um, and especially where they were, there was a lot more legion influence so it was rough and immediately they stopped trusting in their superiors uh because why wouldn't you tell me this right Uh, which i get i get it but anyway um i sit down (laughs) oblivious because i was just a little sheep um i sit down on a hike right we took this hike to this i don't know if you ever went to the hikes in rome but it's this place called cherry and it's like just a big park and there's like trash everywhere because it's (laughs) It's Italy, but uh, uh, yeah, it's Rome. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just like public parking But anyway, big park. We just set up volleyball nets, and they bring like picnic tables with no legs, and we just like sort the food on these picnic tables, and you just pick one up, and you walk over, and you form a ring around the picnic table, right? So that was our hike. Um, uh, but there was <laughs> the 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 fathers uh, had, you know, they would have tables with actual table legs, and poor fathers are so like sixty years old; they shouldn't be sitting cross-legged on the, you know. <laughs> But anyway, uh, so only the, fa- the father's table had these chairs, except for one brother. Uh, and he was kind of like the ringleader, I found out later. I sit down in the circle with them, and they said, uh, what's your name? And I'm like, Kevin. And they said, okay, uh, have you been on internship? I was like, no, I'm here for my first year. And uh, did you go to the apostolic school? I was like, yeah. And then they just thi- physically, I kid you not, they physically closed the circle and excluded me from the conversation. No and I was, way. yeah. And this was when I thought the whole world was like full of unicorns and butterflies. So it was, <laughs> yeah. that was my first, that was the first time ever I felt like I'd been excluded from anything in the Legion. Cause you know, universal charity. And, and I made the effort like there were brothers that I hated, man. And I folded their laundry every day without them knowing because I hated them so much. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm do this right now. Cause I hate this guy. Dang, <laughs> dang it i like, thought
1: people were just being nice to me no.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah i was wondering who was holding i the was water
0: wondering water. man yeah yeah, was me. No, but yeah like i delivered this guy's shirts that was like the worst thing because you have to go through a rack of like a hundred brothers shirts and, and they didn't put them in order so you got to find you know anyway um you know like I we really made an effort for universal charity these guys are excluding me and i was like oh man. And I just sat there by myself the whole hike. That was my first experience of like, something's not, something's not right. Well, anyway, this group of brothers, and this is, you know, Spencer, this is like rural city at the time. Okay. This is when things were strict. I don't know how they did this, but somehow they got money. They were buying beer, right. And they'd meet in the basement and drink or like go to a brother's room and watch a movie. Right. And this is like, this is when we watched six movies a year. So they're watching movies like every other night in a different brother's room. Superiors weren't corrected. They wouldn't come to community mass. They didn't come to community meals. Uh, they like they were like their own thing. And everybody was kind of like, what's going on? So long story short, that was a very long story, but short version or summary anyway. We were five hundred brothers at the beginning of the year. By the end of the year, we were 280. And I think something wow. like, I think something like maybe a maybe a hundred of those. Um, were people who asked to be relocated or go on a second internship just to get away from it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, there were there were a good 100, 120 that left that year. Wow. And it, I was just studying my philosophy. I read the works of Aristotle, you know, full works. I read the works of uh, Aquinas, well, Socrates and Aquinas and all these people, Plato, Plato, not Socrates, Plato. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I love philosophy. I was just in my room studying. I had no idea what was going on. But then by like February of 2012, I guess, uh, we kind of looked around and we we're like, this isn't the Legion we want. And so we, you know, we kind of banded back together. All those brothers were obviously gone, right? They yeah. didn't last a year. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of damage, man. A lot of damage. So that, that was probably the lowest point, I think, vocationally. Uh, or in, with the Legion's health. I think. Yeah. Right. Tough. Yeah. Sorry. Um,
2: uh, I'm so i was always wondering what happened after like 2010 because the culture shifted and oh, for sure and, I... and like they they came out the other side and it seems like like oh they weathered the storm in a, in a way like it really does seem like it's a, it's hard to make the case now that they need to be like the legion needs to be disbanded or re yeah. reintegrated into other communities like it's kind of like okay they're kind of a thing now where it's like this is healthy for most of them and you know it seems like they're getting on their feet, but
0: well, let me say this: like, if you had a terrible experience in the Legion, and you are convinced that it needs to be disbanded, I totally empathize with that. Like, I I think that what a lot of people went through uh, was unfair, and you know, I also know, like, I had a net very positive experience. Um, I love my time, and I left, I left well, but I know not everybody had that experience. And to me, like, now knowing what I know, I wish I had been more perceptive of what other people were going through especially like how can i be in the legion for nine years and i'm on my way to internship and i see another brother who's been in the legion for nine years and we've been in the same house for nine years and we've never had a full conversation you know like mm-hmm. we were really isolated and um i think we, we really could have been there for each other more but um yeah. so so yeah so i, I for those who feel that i <laughs> empathize um, but what i saw Uh, Because I left in 2017. Um, 2010 was really a low point. Uh, There's no doubt there. Uh, I think we had to face ourselves in the mirror. The renewal process was brutal. A lot of people left. Um, A lot of people left angry, which I understand. Um, And uh, the ones that, you know, it's not a superstar order anymore. I joined because we were John Paul II's, whatever, or because we were the fastest growing congregation, whatever. It's like, uh-huh. you no, know, Legionaries are not superstars. They're human beings. And I, yeah. the whole experience for me really humanized the Legionaries. There are some Legionaries I love. And, you know, again, I had Legionaries celebrate my wedding. There's other Legionaries that I'm like, yeah, man, I, I don't owe you anything, right? Like, I'm not, you know, you're a human being and you treated me like not a human being. Uh, yeah. I don't know what rating your podcast has here, so moderating yeah. my language but anyway
2: no no it's uh, we, we 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 use explicit language but we also let the guests choose what they want you know how how explicit they want to get um,
0: okay well yeah, yeah. Well, you know just because you have a collar on doesn't mean you get to be an asshole you're still a human being yeah. right uh and uh, you know I, i've learned that i can't be just open and with every every legionary ring and christy member just because they're in the movement like there's still a relationship and healthy boundaries that need to be placed based on you know how the relationship goes anyway that aside uh, yeah 2010 was rough. Um, my internship, I really saw the, cha- the legion change while I was on internship. My first year, I got to a uh, you know a community where besides like a quick lunch on Sunday, maybe a two hour lunch, I never really saw the community. and I felt very, very alone, right? and, I, and, and a lot of brothers that had come through that community had ended up leaving because I think they were experiencing, yeah, a lot of zeal and a lot of prayer and a lot of mission, but very little like brotherhood and community. And that's not what, you know, if you're called to be a religious, you're called to like fraternity. And so they realized, Oh, seminary was great. But then, you know, out here, it's like, you know, I I feel like every single person is is like a Jack Ryan or a, you know, uh, you know, his name bauer from 24 jack bauer jack bauer is like a one-man show right like that's not what i want to be yeah so my first year was really rough i broke down and cried like three or four times uh, just because i felt so like alone like i have no father figure i feel very just off on my own and so much is being asked of me and getting so little back Uh, which is where that like dragging your feet through the sand in the desert Image kind of came from that was my experience, but then the community got together, um, you know, and part of this was us reading the, through the the renewal documents and the points, you know, fraternal life, and you know spirituality, spiritual principles over rules, and you know decentralization of authority, and a lot of these initiatives that they were running. Um, we talked about those, and we decided as a community, uh, you know, what? no, we are going to make this happen. We are going to commit to our community. And so we are gonna, you know, Sunday night we get we all get home for dinner. We're gonna, um, you know, order pizza because everybody loves pizza. Jets Pizza was the best in the area. Uh, we had a community meeting, so we planned all the masses for the week, and we got that out of the way. And then we watched, you know, Sunday night football. Uh, you know, Sunday night football in America uh, with uh, Dungy and all that, and it was so great. Uh, you know, and then the next day it was just community time. We'd wake up later. We'd, uh, we'd go to a park and play disc golf we'd play Catan in the afternoon we'd watch a show in the evening like it was and, and it was there was no apostolate on that Monday uh, so that shift like and I was like this is plus awesome. and then I went back to the DG right to the general directorate where they you know they run on the show and I get access to a file that's like you know the program guide calendar or like whatever our plan to enact the renewal. In all of our communities, and it was like all the things that I was so proud of that my community had done. That I was like, I'm going to get back to Rome, and I'm going to bring this to everybody, and I'm going to tell them about it. Everybody had the same experience. It's like you should have seen what my community did. It's like what? No, but that, my community did that too. So I get this document, and it shows boom, 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 boom. From the very top, they were pushing these things to the communities, right? Um, and and you, you saw the effect. So I, part of my discernment story that I told you is like I I really thought that maybe I was just uncomfortable with the situation and my vocation or it was kind of uncertain because the Legion was going through so much. But by the time we got back to 2017, it felt so positive and hopeful and, you know, exciting again to be a Legionnaire. And I'm looking around and I see, okay, the guys that fought through this together, they're solid guys, you know, and even the ones that left, I'm not saying anything about the ones that left, but they're. I know they're here because they want to be here. And I know the ones who left left, uh, you know, some left because they wanted to leave. Others left because, frankly, I think the Legion did a really bad job at being itself. And so, if I'm called to be a legionary and the Legion is a mess, I'm leaving, right? You know, like I, it it wasn't what it should have been. So, um, I, I was just really glad that I got to see a lot of the negative trends change um, in a way that was convincing to me, at least. Um, and that wasn't never had to really be a factor in my discernment. I got to look back and say I made a clean break, and um, uh, it's just one less doubt factor, right? Because after 14 years, if you're thinking about leaving, a lot of people think you're crazy, because um, they're like, you know, I, I even had a monk tell me that, like a Benedictine monk, just came up and said, "After 14 years of religious life, you're called. How could you not be called?" That's what they Wow. Is. Right? They don't. They. My mom really had a hard time with me leaving because, and, and I was trying to explain, mom. I did month-long spiritual exercises i had two superiors behind this i had four spiritual directions i did four extra months it was in the holy week spiritual discernment course you know at a good time in the legion with a great superior and a healthy community Uh, speaking of rules by the way we're not supposed to tell the brothers from the center of higher studies this but in the dental directorate (laughs) for like easter week you know like during the the octave we you know we pray night prayers at like seven and then we go upstairs and we'd have like some type of cocktail, some like we had jello shots and like cocktails game night. And father, nice. father, would, father would say, All right, brothers, look, no curfew, you know, uh, no, you just do whatever you want. Um, uh, mass is at 12 in the afternoon tomorrow. So just be there for mass. Right. And that's how we lived our octave. Totally different. Nice. We had beach. When we got to Rome, we went to the beach and we were there till 3 a.m. with a bonfire playing like it was so nice uh dude felt-
1: was it weird though like literally overnight transitioning from like you're gonna play board games once a year at christmas during fusion to like we're playing board games every week we're partying till 3 a.m in a bonfire was how weird was that
0: i mean first of all i had hoped that i would <laughs> finally finish a game of Axis and allies right because <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah no uh, kidding <laughs> i i think uh i, I think um there were a lot of things that were very restrictive. And when those were finally peeled away, oh, I'll tell you what, my my year in Rome, my superior, he told me like, the second day I got there, whatever. Father Ignacio, shout out to Father Ignacio, sorry. Great superior. But he said, brother, I'm not gonna be following up on you. I'm way too lazy for that.
3: Nice. If, you know,
0: If you wanna be a legionary, be a legionary. Just go to prayers, like show up, like do your, do, be your, you know, be a legionary. Um, but if you're here to fool around just be honest with yourself and i was like wow that's you know it was the first time in my legionary life that i was not like afraid to show up late you know to not make it at 5 45 for morning prayer we woke up at 505 in we the did.
2: dg it was
3: insane
0: yeah. uh, man every day and but we slept in on the weekends till 5 15. so nice, yeah. Hey, yeah, it's it's normal, nice. Normal. you got a little
1: crazy there
0: <laughs> but you know
2: to be fair, yep. I I do wake up at three a.m. almost every morning and uh, for morning voluntarily, prayer voluntarily for morning prayers no for <laughs> um,
0: for, for work but um, and that's but great I, that means you're crazy but it's great yeah, I'm glad it, yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah but but I also
2: remember like I hated waking up in the early in the Legion I hated it yeah. and now that I have the really yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah it was like yeah. lights on and you're screaming get your bathing suit on everybody. <laughs> Yeah. where exactly the hallway craziness crazy but now I'm i do, glad.
2: I, do I, I do need that kind of like the gunshot wake up so i do have my my i have my google assistant set up so that it it turns on my lights it turns on the music it just starts shouting podcasts at me and i have no chance i have no choice but
0: to get up and, and wow. you know, get ready i bought a dog that's just okay. as effective yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah but but yeah whatever works man yeah. Uh, but yeah <laughs> it was early it was early um that's too early and, though for, for
2: yeah and for prayers and stuff that's too I mean, early five,
0: what was it five five forty morning five thirty yeah and then it was like a very very tight schedule and 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 for the first three months there i just i just i was late all the time and i was like mm-hmm. he's not following up on me this is the first time i'm not afraid not to show up and that finally once that kind of fear of not you know um, showing up or not fulfilling a lot of the exterior things as soon as that fear was gone I realized like man I I I wanted to respond I wanted to be I wanted to res- be responsible for my calling and I was like I just can't motivate myself like I don't I don't wanna um, yeah and we were recording so I was playing trumpet back at the time uh, and I also picked up like French horn and, and some other things. Nice. So we uh, were recording some music for like masses. Uh, like I got to play at the ordinations and then we'd like record CDs with one of the consecrated women and she was older. So there's no, no, there's no nothing going on. Right. But she said, Hey, can you come over once a week to help us record vocals and some instrumentals on this music that I'm writing? And so I walked, talked to my superior and I was like, you know, Fagnacio, I, I, uh, you know, I have this opportunity. I'd love to help out. And he said, brother, you're behind on your apostolate. You're behind on your study plan. Like, why are you going to add one more thing? Take a day, think about it, and then make a proposal. So I did. Came back to him the next day and I said, look, let's make it a, let's make it a, a, a motivation, right? Instead of a, an issue. So if I get to Friday and I'm on, on task with my studies and I'm on task with my apostolate, uh, then I go. If not, I cancel. And I set that expectation from the very beginning. And he said, okay, sounds reasonable. And it was like, a switch right i i was like you know i had two thousand pages of assigned reading for theology that semester and you know i was behind like i had like a 200 page deficit first week i'm 100 i'm ahead like 400 pages and uh, I'm working in the art. it was the most boring thing and then bam i have an empty inbox for the first time in my and and it just kept going and i was like this you know, 60-year-old consecrated woman is my motivation. I'm more motivated to be there for her than I am to fulfill my God-given mission and love for Christ and all those things. Like, that wasn't a motivator for me. Um, And so when I look back on it, I was like, yeah, I was really motivated to be there for someone, specifically a woman. I didn't care about anybody else, honestly. But, like, to be there for this person do something for her like a like a pure, you know, nothing, nothing crazy, but just for her. And, and it, 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 it made me think, like, maybe this isn't my mission if I'm not intrinsically motivated here. Um, so, yeah, it was definitely a transition to go from very strict to having a lot more bandwidth. Uh, but I think it was accompanied by a lot of study. Um, and instead of doing, like, you know, the encounter with Christ and team balance, we just talk about, you know, the renewal and what the principles of the renewal were and how we can live them better. And I, that community reflection, uh, I think, drove a lot of uh, change in a lot of members, right? And I can't do a full-scale judgment that every like the Legion is squeaky clean now. That's the point. The Legion's not squeaky clean, but but they recognize that they're not squeaky clean, and they're and I, I think there's good faith that they're really trying to, you know, um, do better and grow. And I, that's really all you can ask from anyone is you know are you gonna the ones that are largelyly saying we're perfect we're perfect they're the worst people in the room honestly um, and 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 get away from them as fast as you can because they're they're going nowhere fast and they're tearing everybody down with them so um, so yeah I, I think in my personal experience uh, which was positive I wish I had been there for the ones that were suffering I wish I had I'd noticed um, and so I'm sorry for that. Uh, But I did see some real change, uh, and and that's why I still associate with the Legionaries and William Christie, not because it's comfortable and because I have no friends otherwise, but because, you know, I think they they've learned to shed a lot of the crust of rules and uh, toxicity, and that the values that remain are are, are motivate me to be a better person.
1: That's really cool. Have you have you found a brotherhood of your own outside of the Legion to? Because I kind of, you know, sometimes miss that fraternity that we had. Have you found any way to replace it? I mean, you have your family. Yeah. And
0: this is my number one advice for people who are just leaving the Legion. Get a hobby, man. Like really find a hobby. Because, you you know, and I did a thing, and I'm glad that I I made this choice, but I did a thing where I tried five hobbies every year, right? Like I want to learn to fix cars. I want to learn to sail. I want to learn to, and I started with like the low cost ones, like, you know, learning to fix your own car saves you money. So do that's a good one to try. Um and then all of a sudden you start talking to people who do their own work and you got you meet mechanics. And you know, if it's something you really like, then you naturally connect with people, right? Um, I got into rock climbing in the last year. I picked up boxing at Notre Dame. That was one of my hobbies. Uh, and that one stuck. And a lot of great guys from the boxing club. Uh, you know, like the guy I fought my 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 final fight. We had a I had 12 fights. I went 10 and two. The last fight was a, a loss in the tournament. And the dude was the president of the boxing club. He did boxing for four years. Uh, I was just, he taught me everything I knew. So yeah, he destroyed me. But I did get a really nice hook shot in and he was hearing bells for like three days. So I was happy. Like, <laughs> it, it was great. That, that fraternity was really cool. Um, I, I So I, I definitely recommend that if you're leaving the Legion, pursue hobbies. It's so worth it. I think it fills out your personality. You're not just an ex-seminarian. You're a lot more than that. You got to discover it. And if you don't know who you are and what you like, it's very hard for you to commit yourself to someone else and know that they're compatible if you're going to go through all of these changes, right? Um, I promised myself I wouldn't date for six months out of the Legion. I lasted like four, but I waited until <laughs> I knew I was leaving. So hey, I don't know. But anyway, that was a very bad relationship because from, you know, the first, it was it only lasted two and a half months, but in those two and a half months, I changed so much. She was no longer dating the same person, you know, uh, than when she started. So, um, so hobbies are great because they put you in touch with the natural circle and help you understand a little bit more who you are um, and fill out, fill out your personality a little bit. Uh, because, uh, you know, marrying a Catholic spouse was the most important thing to me, but there's so much more to a person. A person's an entire universe. And, and getting to know the person and, and really seeing that they're a fit for me, I don't think I could have done three years ago.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I I, I mean, I was only in ICUS for four years, and then I was in Cheshire for about a, mm, less than a month. <laughs> um, and, and yeah. you know, just it was like I, I, I started to waffle. And then um, other like I told someone in spiritual, I told my spiritual director that I was or my superior and my spiritual director uh because that's how things were back then. Yeah. Right. that I was waffling and then um you know I heard from another priest that I you know he he called to say hey I heard you're like doubting or whatever. I'm like okay, they're talking yeah, about spiritual direction. Yep, it. I'm I'm it. out of here. Um yep. Yep. so but then but then like for for I think 5 months, 6 months I was just like trying to figure out like okay, what do what do I like? What what's what, what what do I do? I don't know what to do. Like I did like my, my friends from town were still in high school. Like I, I, you know, you finish a year early at, I guess. So I, I didn't even, like, I couldn't even hang out with friends. Cause that would be creepy. Like hanging out at high school, like when you're graduated, yeah. like that's yeah. weird. Oh, um, so I was like, <laughs> I was like, I had nothing to do. And, and then yeah. I went to community college and that was great. But, um, if you don't have hobbies, if you don't have things to do, it's just like, who are you? It's like, well, I was I was in a, it was in a seminary for a little bit, and they're like, okay, that's cool. What do you do now?
0: I'm like, I don't do anything yeah. now. I just think about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two dimensional. I, you know, I we watched La La Land. Okay, it's in the general. Oh, wow, really? I know, right? I was like, wow, well, and especially because I knew I was gonna head towards marriage at that time, I was so excited. But oh, anyway, okay. I took up dancing as one of my hobbies. Nice. Like I swing. There's a great swing community wherever you go. They're really, really chill people swing uh i learned like merengue bachata salsa and all that and then i married a latina so um nice. you know, awesome uh and they had the dollar there, except for <laughs> oh, <so> great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah great it was a great um yeah it's, it's worth like really pursuing your interest because you haven't had the time uh, although they do do a lot better at like You know, I see brothers posting like, hey, I just recorded this on saxophone. They build him a recording studio in Rome, you know, or like, I love archery. And there's this father that would like, he was a professor, but he would always just walk out and he'd be there with his, you know, reflex bow, just shooting arrows. So like they've gotten better at allowing for hobbies. Uh, You learn a lot of skills, but like free time used to be looked down upon. um, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, hobbies hobbies are important. They'll get you a natural group of friends. But the other one thing I will say about brotherhood is um i saw this at notre dame with the veteran the military veterans club they'd sit down they were super i'm not going to say clicky but they understood each other and you know like i sat down with them and like oh yeah there was some insurgents and they were coming right at the gate and you know we had some afghan troops that we had trained and yeah they took them out real quick but yeah you know we had the kill zone set up and you know we had them pounded but and they're just telling their experience like their war experiences and i'm like oh oh shit like yeah, and it's like mowing people down. And then they're all just in a circle, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've been there, whatever. Like, they understand each other on a level that we never will. Yeah. And I think it's the same for legionaries. Yeah. Like, I'm an ex legionary. Uh, that's part of my identity, it's it's a small piece. And so, even though, like, James Spencer, or Jacob, we haven't interacted that much, I understand a part of you that many people won't. It's true. Most yeah. people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, there's a true and real brotherhood. Um, that we have, uh, that that is extremely unique, especially because we went through some really stupid shit. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. You know, uh, didn't we? It's, it's funny looking <laughs> back. Damn, like that was kind of weird. That was that was dumb, yeah. but we did, it. we did it. And and I get that, and nobody will ever understand. Um, and that's okay. They just weren't. You had to be there. Um, yeah. So there, I we I went to a wedding um, of you know one of my ex legionary buddies. And There were like six ex legionaries there, and I was actually funny because we were all very white. Uh, <laughs> after, very white, we're up on the rooftop at the, after the you know rehe- uh, rehearsal dinner on this rooftop bar in Tulsa, Oklahoma. This group of Latinas walk up, and we all switched to absolutely perfect Spanish, and they were <laughs> so weirded out that they just left, you know, like, like what is happening. Uh, it's, um, gringos <laughs> yeah like no I mean, like all of us spoke maybe some accent or whatever but yeah it was all so yeah that's just a legionary thing you know it's like yeah. so it's, you know, it's it's part of who we are um, yeah even though okay you know we're all in different stages of life right one guy was a straight-up atheist had not been back into a church since he left the legion which hearing his story i completely understand it, right another guy agnostic practically uh a couple very liberal, um, uh, not yeah liberal. We say liberal, and, and it's you know, it's such an, an innocuous. It does yeah. I know what you mean. Though. In other words, we're all across the spectrum, uh, and but it didn't matter, you know, because we're we're brothers, and you know we went through it together, and uh, you know we all, you know, we started a chat group, and you know we stay in touch, and that's a group, good group yeah. of guys. There are people that. Yeah. So I one of the reasons I came to Dallas is because I knew there was a bunch of ex-Legionaries here. Uh, and so I've got some great friends. There's other ex-Legionaries that I had to cut off mm-hmm. uh, that have gone off the deep end, right? Or that, you know, they were naive in the Legion and they kind of drank the Kool-Aid and now they're naive out of the Legion and still drinking Kool-Aid. So,
3: yeah.
0: you know, yeah. I'm more of a bourbon guy, so we're not going to mix well and you're out of Yeah, yeah. different flavors. Yeah, definitely. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think... Brotherhood through hobbies is important, um, and also discovering who you are. But I think we got we have a special bond, and that yeah. won't change. That's yeah, beautiful.
2: No, yeah. I, I I do think that that's something that we all share in in a similar way with like with veterans, how they can all talk to each yeah. other and be like, oh, where were you? And they just start rambling off numbers and acronyms. Um, yeah. And then and then yeah. we have our own really weird terms that. Don't make sense. In
1: you know, vacations. Been on vacations, yeah.
2: vacations lately. <laughs>
0: yeah. 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 Oh man, so many yeah. crazy things. You know, and just, and just like the idea of human like, respect, like, brother. Yeah, yeah. Human like, respect, <laughs> humanity, human respect. Um,
3: what else is there? <laughs> <laughs> I heard that
2: Which yeah, sounds uh, like
1: a very good thing to do to people, respect them. But apparently not. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, if you don't have human respect, they beat you up. That's that's how <laughs> you yeah, work. Go yeah. ask the war just, veterans. Yeah, you're
2: just like you're just murdering people, and you're like, I have no human respect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and <laughs> it, it, it hmm. is it is kind of funny because I don't know like how how many times you dated before you found uh, the one. Um, four, okay, four okay.
0: relationships. A lot of yeah. dates
2: sure okay, okay
0: yeah right That's right you mean. i mean like you don't, know. you don't know you know
2: how did you ever like because sometimes you get to the point in a relationship where you're like oh i've probably got to explain this at some point right like you gotta be like hey <laughs> so i was mm-hmm. this thing okay. like <laughs> I more that. than once where it like they're like where were you in? why were you in hampshire it's like oh well it was a school uh like, <laughs> okay.
0: let me tell you
2: <laughs> and that was so always I'll, like, I'll, yeah. I'll just tell one story before i ask for your response but oh, uh, one of this. my one of my boys who actually is a supporter of this podcast he's the only supporter <laughs> he pays five dollars <laughs> a month and i love him um yeah. <laughs> he uh he was in brooklyn for a little bit and with his then uh uh fiance and i said i was like hey let's hang out like uh, you're in brooklyn i had no idea uh, so we, we were we we're hanging out we we're talking uh, we were smoking a little weed um and and his 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 fiance was like asking questions and then we just started talking about the legion and she was like oh my gosh he's like hinted at this stuff but i never believed it was true yeah. <laughs> and, and, and like we, and we just started talking and more and more memories started coming back to him and he started telling more stories and she's like i've never heard any of these stories uh like, and yeah. We were like yeah when they when more of us congregate we get more powerful we, yeah. we remember more things and we start <laughs> and, and like it was just so funny but i mean i don't know have you ever had that where you just have to like go into it and be like
0: okay well the first mistake that i made dating was leading with that like it was all <laughs> my <laughs> Man, I am matching with some very like it's like this i'm it's like i'm dating the same woman over and over and over and over and over again you know it was like very very similar crowd so i hmm. stopped doing that. uh it wasn't something that i ever hid uh but usually it would come up within a day you know like within right. the first day um and uh I, I i think um i i i noticed well it's it shifted with my identity too Like right? when i first left i was an ex-legionary and that was kind of it you know and i i didn't know much more about myself than that and so that's how i introduced myself um you know even professionally uh like try try interviewing with you know some of these fortune 500 companies and your resume says like camp director school mentor <laughs> yeah. uh you know
1: <laughs> chaperone <laughs> yeah. No, no, don't worry don't worry it
0: was, it was
2: a cult it was a cult i'm okay like, yeah, no, it, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah you're hired yeah
0: but believe it or not i've i've found that okay so let me let me give you my current my current job um i make i make great money i'm very very satisfied i, I feel very valued i'm growing a lot and it's business consulting and these guys are some of these guys are really high powered they work hard weeks uh, I work like 40, 45, 50 at the most. So I'm really glad, like I got the work-life balance, I got the pay I want, I got the job I want. Interviewing for this job was so tough. Like even just getting interviews, they look at my resume and they're like, ah, what is Pontifico Athenaeum Regina Apostolo? Like what the hell, yeah, like <laughs> what this guy study? Um, Notre Dame definitely helped, but like they're they're still looking at it. The, my current boss, okay. I had a 30 minute conversation with him. I was just getting to know him. And I kind of told him, uh, I don't think I'd even send him my resume or anything, but we had a conversation. I told him why I wanted to be a consultant, you know, what my values were, how my values fit with the firm, you know, some of the work I've done uh, and, and that type of thing. And he said, "Hey, hey, just real quick before we close the call, um, give me your, your elevator pitch. Like who are? You? What's your 30second like, background?" And I said, "Well, uh, I was studying to be a missionary." And what I loved about it was uh, that I really got to help people. Uh, but I felt like I wasn't having the impact that I should in the end, it didn't work out for me. So I'm looking for a job where I can focus on making others work like, but have the type of impact uh, that is going to, is going to move the lever and really change people's lives. And his, his response was, Oh my gosh, that's perfect. Like if you can, if you can run around the world trying to make people like selling Jesus, you can definitely sell profitability and you know efficiency and things like that. And I said, Yeah. He said, and, and and so when he introduced me to the company, said, Hey, my name's Kevin. I was studying to be a priest before. These were my reasons. This is why I'm moving on, etc. He he stopped me and said, Hey guys, I want you to realize that we're consultants. Our job is to help others grow and see them succeed. We are missionaries. If you don't see yourself as a missionary, like Kevin was, you don't belong in this company. And I was like, dang, this is like the CEO of you know, a serious business. We do millions in revenue every year. And I'm like, man, this is exactly where I belong. So I've, I've found that um, you know I don't lead with it because it's not all of who I am, but I'm very open about it. And it's helped me find um, a niche where I'm flourishing. You know, if that I think if it was something I was trying to keep in the closet, uh, you know, I uh wouldn't be where I, I wouldn't be as comfortable with my life as I am. Uh, like it or not, it's part you. You know, you know it's 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 who we are Un- you know unfortunately unlike a military veteran there's no like va or like <laughs> yeah
2: yeah there's no, no like <laughs> there's no real benefit you, you <laughs> don't get tax cuts or like you don't get, <laughs> yeah. to get on the
0: plane first or you know yeah. you don't people aren't like thank you for your service they're like yeah. what yeah, what? like no 10 percent off on tuesdays
2: at groceries like yeah hmm. i understand yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> none of that I can't check that off on my taxes you know it's yeah. it's,
0: it's it's a different world but uh, but I do think that uh, there's a lot of value that we can bring out of our past uh, and that um, it's, it's, uh, it's different. I think it, it's, it's something that people don't normally encounter. Uh, and I, I know through philosophy, especially, um, but all the studies um, that uh, I, I see things very differently uh, than others. And that's really valued in the, in the line of work that I'm in. So uh, yeah, it's been a, it's been an asset and I'm not gonna, I don't, I don't feel the need to hide it. Um. And that's coming from somebody who had a great experience, right? If it was something very painful for me, then that's, a, that's totally different. You know, that's yeah, a,
2: that's yeah. a totally different. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, everyone has their story and, uh, that's, that's the, uh, that's the beauty of this podcast. Um, uh, I don't know, do, do either, uh, Spencer or Jacob, do you guys have any other questions?
1: I'm sure I do somewhere, but, uh, this is, I think this has been a great, a great I, time I, to reconnect yeah, brother was, i I,
2: yeah. I i didn't i couldn't have expected it to go this well uh you know just because i i was like oh, i don't all i remember is that he played the trumpet really well I,
0: like, <laughs> you were like out
2: of material in the first 20 seconds <laughs> yeah
0: i'm like oh.
1: i probably have the best memory because i just remember being like oh man he's he's killing it up there as the canter like that, that's like <laughs> my <laughs> one memory that stands out <laughs> Yeah,
2: yeah, no, I, I, I you gave great
1: talks that. too at like the Eucharistic encounters or the, um, oh, d- there were yeah, different you. talks you gave that were very good that I remember, yeah. Oh, thank you.
2: Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, do you, oh, I'm sorry. Do you have anything you want to say before we end the recording, uh, Kevin? I,
0: I mean, no, I'm, I'm kind of sad you only have one supporter. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
2: you know, we, we just started upping our quality recently. Um, and I don't really we don't really like plug it seriously as like, hey, could you support us? Because most of like a lot of ex-legionaries are struggling financially. Um so yes. I don't want to ask people for including uh, some of
1: us on this podcast. Uh, including <laughs> including
2: <laughs> maybe maybe thirty percent of this podcast. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's, it's more like it's more like sixty percent probably. Um, um
0: if i'm being honest <laughs> no, but I, do, I do love reconnecting with ex-legionaries and i think there's a space to do it uh especially where um it's like a non-judgmental like everybody's experience is everybody's experience you know and uh i can't tell you what you should have felt or not felt um and i wouldn't want anybody to feel like because i have a positive experience it somehow calls into question what they went through because we all you know it hit us all differently and that's okay right and, uh, but we're brothers and you know um we've all, even though we're all, you know, headed in different directions and maybe have fallen on different, you know, maybe different ends of the Catholicism spectrum, or even just religious spectrum. Uh, we're brother, we're, we're, maybe we're headed different places, but we all have the same, you know, kind of, uh, experience. We've been through it together, so there's value here. Absolutely. So I, I love what you guys are doing. I appreciate it. And, uh, uh, so thanks for the opportunity. If uh, if experience. anyone wants
2: to anyone any one of our listeners who remembers you wants to contact you, what's the best uh, social media or way to contact you? Uh <laughs> LinkedIn. Probably Instagram.
0: probably probably Instagram, LinkedIn, Instagram. either one. Okay. Instagram, LinkedIn. Okay. I mean I don't Kevin I don't
2: know. I don't know if anyone from your generation actually listens to our Uh
0: yeah, I don't so. know it it's not current like I haven't heard people talk about it. Um, yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, so I mean I'm, I'm just grateful that you, you came on and thank you so much yeah yeah uh, st- and and honestly like i would do anything
0: for uh, you know a legionary brother so like an, an ex-legionary so you know um uh i have people reach out to me every now and then they're like, uh you know business school how'd you do that or you know what's your career like and, and things i'm happy to uh, uh happy to help out any way i can so
2: awesome yeah. awesome well mm-hmm. um thank you so much for coming on
0: yeah absolutely thanks guys for hosting